ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Watch This. Watch This with Liam Fabray. We are live. It is Tuesday morning, May 17th. It's a beautiful day. If you're looking at the YouTube Live, we're live on YouTube right now. If you're looking at the YouTube live stream, you can see a beautiful live stream of Miami Beach as people walk out onto the beach and prepare to lay out in the sun for the day, maybe swim in the ocean a little bit. Doesn't that sound fun? Don't you wish you were on vacation in Miami right now? I know I do, but we're at work and we got to get to the news. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to give you a little update, the newest news out of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. We have Jordan Peterson, who says something very controversial on Twitter, and he gets so much hate for it that he decides to quit the platform. Oh, he's going home. He's packing his bags. He's off Twitter. And later on, Joe Biden, Elon Musk, and Jeff Bezos, they have a good old-fashioned street fight on Twitter as well. All of this and more on Watch This with Lean for Bray starts right now. Alrighty, um, let's 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 jump right into it. Are we able to go back to the live stream for a second, Mark, of Miami Beach? Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, we go live on YouTube. Right now we're live on YouTube. You can watch the video version of this podcast. We're going to be playing some clips throughout the show. And if you'd like to actually see them and see what it looks like, then you can go check out that video version. Uh, if you don't watch it live, it'll play as a VOD later on, so you'll be able to go check it out. We are looking at Miami Beach right now, and Miami Beach, just for those of you who can't see who are listening to the audio version on perhaps Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's people, and they're walking out to the beach. Some of them are already in the ocean. Uh, these are the people who are sort of disciplined on vacation, right? They get up at... Uh, shut up, Jesus. Excuse me. Um, that is my Apple Watch, who's always interrupting me on this show for some reason. She wants to get uh, all the spotlight. Anyway, so these people that get up early on vacation, they head out to the beach, they get out to the ocean. They're the ones who really get the most of the sun. You know, you get the most of the UV earlier in the morning. But yeah, there's some people already in the ocean. I can see some jet skis that are taking off. And then you have sort of the boats in the background that are driving up and down the coast. And when I say boats, there's also yachts. Wouldn't that be nice to be on a yacht right now on a Tuesday morning? Who's on a yacht on a Tuesday morning? People who have it going on. I really wish I was there right now, just getting on. You know, you sort of bring your little bags onto the yacht, and you hand them to the guy that's like a crew member, and you hand him your bags, and then you step onto the yacht, and then you have, like, the captain who's there. What's up, everybody? I'm Captain Jack. I'll be your captain for today. few rules. Uh, just have everybody know the life vests are down below. If we ever get into any accidents, you can go get those. Uh, today, we're going to take you out to uh, Key Biscayne. We're going to anchor out there. You guys can do a little bit of snorkeling. We have some snorkeling gear below. And then we'll ride up and down the coast, South Beach a little bit. Uh, we'll play some music. How does that sound, everybody? And you're kind of like, yeah. And then maybe there's a little lunch prepared. And you're out on the ocean, and it's beautiful. Doesn't that sound fun? That sounds really fun. I wish I was doing that right now. But but let's get back to it. Let's stop daydreaming. Um, okay, Mark, take this away. This is too beautiful right now. Miami Beach. Look at that beautiful turquoise water. Is it turquoise or is it turquoise? Turquoise. You're French, you tell me. I Is it a French word? I don't know. It sounds French. Okay, well, let's go with turquoise. I don't know. I don't really have a big, strong opinion. The only word I have a big, strong opinion, ladies and gentlemen, the only word that I... It just grinds my gears you have no idea if you say coupon if you say coupon instead of coupon it drives me nuts how is c-o-u-q 
Is that the British way of saying it? A coupon. No, that's the American way of saying it. A coupon. You know that show, Extreme Couponing? Fuck, I just said it. God damn it. No, do you know the show, Extreme Couponing? Uh, are you okay? <laughs> On TLC. I'm sorry, it just drives me nuts when I hear that. Coupon. It's coupon. But it's all these people who bu- build up these ridiculous stockpiles. They have all these coupons that they cut out. And I've been couponing since I was seven years old. Look at my stockpile. By the way, all that stuff is going to go bad. You can't just keep stuff on shelves in your basement for 10 years, you know? But they love the stockpile. I don't blame them. It's fun to have a stockpile of a bunch of stuff to pretend like you have a little store in your basement that you can go shop from. I relate to that. I shop at Costco, even though it's just me at home. And what I do is I buy stuff in ridiculous quantities. And then I have to store it in my apartment. And then I have to, and then I run out of room in my kitchen. So I have to buy these bins to store the stuff. And then I have to find places in my closet and under my sink to store all this ridiculous quantities. And then I manage my inventory. That's my life. I buy in ridiculous quantities and then I manage my inventory. That is how I keep busy. All right, let's get to the news of the day. I mentioned that we're going to do a little quick recap on the latest news out of Russia-Ukraine conflict. So here's the latest news out of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Here's the headline. Thousands of British fish and chip shops could close within a year. Here's why. Isn't that interesting? Did you know I was going this direction? No, you didn't. Reading from CNN Business, the United Kingdom fish and ship shops are under severe strain as the prices of key ingredients, including cod and cooking oil, soar as a result of the Russian assault on Ukraine. As many as a third of the country's roughly 10,000 fish and chips restaurants could close in the next nine months, according to Andrew Cook, president of the National Federation of Fish Fryers. All right, so I'm not on a yacht, but at least I'm not the president of the National Association of Fish Fryers, right? Life could always be worse. That is what was called perspective. Mark nicknamed the fish man? <laughs> Maybe. That's uh, not even like the president of the Fish Association, the president of the Fish Fryers Association. Now, if you don't know fish and chips, that's a classic uh, British dish. British people, you know, suck at making food, but fish and chips is very good. Mark, do you like fish and chips? The few times I've had it, it's been okay. It's, I don't mind it. Okay, well, it depends where you get it from. you got to get it from a place that has a good batter, so it's, like, crispy and not too doughy. Not feel yeah, like, I, I got it at, like, a hotel, like, at 12 in the morning. No, yeah, okay, so you don't yeah, want to do that. microwave. Yeah, and, no, no, no. You know. <laughs> microwave, yes. No, you don't want to do that. You want to go to a place that, you know, is, like, next to the ocean, and it kind of smells like the ocean, and you get it, and it's super crispy, and doesn't feel like you're eating uh, a cod wrapped in a pancake, you know? You want to get something where you bite into it, you know, and you... It's kind of flaky and buttery, and that's what you want to do. But anyway, turns out up to 40% of the industry's cod and haddock come from Russian waters. And get this, about half of its sunflower oil, which they use to fry the fish, is imported from Ukraine. So they got 40% of the fish coming from Russia, and half, which is 50%, of the oil coming from Ukraine. So overnight, their, their supply for their fish and chips is going down. So um, that's where we're at with the Russia-Ukraine conflict. We're now talking about fish and chips um, because we don't really have much other news out of there. But I thought that was an interesting story. You know, this is sort of, you know, we talk about how we're never going to reach a place where all the countries are together and working together. And the truth is, is we kind of do. And it's called globalism. The globalist, you know, <laughs> Alex Jones. But, but it's called globalism. And it's all the countries working together to, to do this supply chain business. And when we start to get into these conflicts, we realize, oh my God, did you know that all of our grain actually comes from Russia? Hey, did you know all the oil actually comes from Ukraine? And you realize that all these countries, you know, make something. 
And just so you know, if a country isn't dirt poor, then they probably export something. They probably have something that they make. And when they go into a conflict and people are worried for their lives and not going to work, then that's going to affect, affect, affect the supply chain. Okay, um, in some more serious news, we do need to talk about this uh, shooting that happened over the weekend, this terrible mass shooting that happened in Buffalo where you had this crazy white supremacist lunatic 18-year-old who was able to get his hands on a rifle and went into a grocery store and ended up killing 10 people. It's just the latest mass shooting um, in America. This seems to happen way too many times. And the headline this morning is that somebody in his family says that his defense is a, is a COVID defense. Uh, I mean, this is just insulting at this point. Um, I have no idea. This is, this is a cousin of his. I have no idea how he could have gotten caught up like this. I blame it on COVID, said Sandra Komarov, 68, a cousin of the shooter's mom, referring to the teen's alleged hate-fueled rampage that left 10 people dead. I mean, this is insane. What is wrong with this person? He was very paranoid about getting COVID, extremely paranoid to the point that his friends were saying he would wear a hazmat suit to school. Okay, so this, 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 this monster uh, is, is inevitably just a crazy person. And, um, you know, it's terrible. And it's terrible that he was able to get his hands on a weapon. That's the worst part of this story. You know, there, there are always going to be crazy people in this world. Um, they're always going to be hateful people, but the fact that they're able to get their hands on these weapons of war and then go kill 10 innocent people who are just shopping for groceries, it's, it's unbelievably unacceptable. Um, and everybody seems to want to, you know, choose like a one takeaway from this. Oh, well, the takeaway from this is that white supremacy is bad. Oh, the takeaway from this is that guns are bad. The, the takeaway from this is that police should be keeping a closer eye on this. Well, it doesn't have to be one takeaway. It can be all of those things. And also, maybe we should do something about this. Hmm? Maybe it's time. But you know what? Politics is going to get into it, and I doubt anything will happen. I doubt there will be any reform from this. Unfortunately, things in this country just don't seem to really ever change. When has there ever been reform after one of these things? Well, you know, that's, that's really the thing. And... Um, you know, you know, we hear the thoughts and prayers. We know Joe Biden is flying to Buffalo to be with the families right now. You know, I don't know that that is that great. Is that what these families want right now to see Joe Biden? You know what I mean? Like, what is that going to do? And he's what is he's going to go see them and be like, I'm going to do everything to help your son. Yeah, I mean, every president does when something awful happens, they go out just to, you know, show face and be like, I'm with you. But, you know, and then they fly away. And they fly away and they, and they do nothing. It's sort of uh, it's sort of insulting. All right, I don't have anything more on that story. I'm sure you've heard about it. It was big news over the weekend. I just wanted to address it because um, it's a tragedy. And... Um, and it's terrible. All right, let's move on to our next story. So Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, everybody knows this guy. He is the uh, professor, the former professor from Toronto University who got famous for saying some stuff about transgender people. And then he went on to have his own podcast and go on Joe Rogan and write these books, you know, 12 Steps a Life or 12 Steps a Man or what was it? 12, 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, 12 yeah, rules for life. And then he made 12 more rules. Because that wasn't enough, apparently. Right. And and he and these were these were best-selling books. He made millions of dollars. Jordan Peterson is now a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He's doing these tours where he's speaking with people. And I think that a lot of what Jordan Peterson says um is is true. I think he's a smart guy. 
you know, he tells you to make your bed in the morning and that uh, you should, you know, if you're in a place in your life where you feel depressed and where you can't really do anything, that you actually need to take on more responsibility, that that's going to be a way for you to to become more confident and uh, get out of your depression, to actually do something, to lift a load. He says that human beings are meant to do something, and if you don't, you're going to start going crazy. And so I agree with a lot of what he says with that. But here's the latest thing that Jordan, Jordan Peterson tweeted. Now, Sports Illustrated, they do a swimsuit edition of their magazine. And the most recent one that they did... Uh, for those of you who aren't seeing this on the show or, d- or don't don't know about this, so the most recent cover they did, they put a model named Yumi Nu, a model named Yumi Nu, uh, and I'm gonna I'll show it to you here on the look at this, look how great these graphics are, because I forgot to send Mark this picture. Mark, do you see this this woman here who's on the cover? Are you gonna pull it up? Okay, Mark is gonna pull it up on the show. Um, so she is what is known as a plus size model, um, and she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So. Now, this is part of a movement towards body positivity that we've seen um, and that they're putting her on the covered because it used to only be really skinny people. And now we're putting people with all sorts of bodies. And I think that's that's fine. I think that's fine. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I will say that the body positivity movement seems to only be for women. We don't seem to be very body positive towards men. Right. Men are expected to have six packs and be, you know, shredded and women can have any body and they're beautiful at any point. Right. So I think that that's sort of the issue. Now, are we starting with women and soon we're going to move into men? Maybe I haven't seen any uh, movement towards the uh, male side of the body positivity movement. But anyway, so here here she is. We got it up on the live stream now. So this plus size model was put on the cover of the magazine. And Jordan Peterson uh, tweeted a picture of it. And he said, sorry, not beautiful. And no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. So he's saying that she's not, that because she's, well, I don't know if he's saying because she's plus size. I guess that's what he's sort of insinuating, that because she's plus size, he doesn't find her beautiful. Right, Mark? I think because he's so ingrained in, like, these ideas of uh, tradition, and I guess it's not the traditional form of a woman. I guess that from his standards, he's like, sorry, not happening. Right. Uh, and I, I get the traditional form in media, not even in the world. I mean, this exactly. is, this is probably absurd. what the average body looks like, right? Yeah, it's in little, America? Yeah, it's a little absurd. I mean, I think she's pretty. She's not. I mean, she doesn't weigh 500 pounds, right? She's probably what, 220, 230? Uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. But, she, but you know, it, it is not necessarily what we're used to seeing in terms of models, but that's okay. Things change. We're becoming more accepting of everybody's bodies. That's fine. Now, if Jordan Peterson doesn't find her beautiful, that's also fine, right? Nobody's saying you have to find her attractive. Yeah, of course not. I mean, everyone has their own taste, but I think it's the idea of like, it's like almost like he's being mandated to think this person's attractive, which I find absurd. Right. And I don't think we are. We're just showing her. Right, exactly. We're just putting her on the cover. And we're saying this is a woman. And some people find her beautiful. Then that's fine. You know, not everybody has the same taste. Everybody's into different things. Um, now, I zoomed in on her face, and I don't, I don't personally think that she's that beautiful just in terms of her face. I'm not talking about her body. Um, but that's my opinion. Mark said that he thinks she's beautiful. So there you go. She looks like someone I'd meet in real life. 
Yeah, and, she, uh, and that's for me. I like. I like that. Kind that's of, true. That kind of appeal. That's true. She doesn't look like a, a a runway supermodel, right? But then again, how many runway supermodels are you running into uh, in real life at Walmart? Well, they run away from me. That's for sure. They run away from you. There you go. The runway models running away from Mark. All right. Well, so that's the story. But anyway, the second part of this story is that then, after he tweeted this, the mob came after him. And he uh, received a huge boatload amount of criticism, uh, calling him out, saying incredibly hateful things uh, against Jordan Peterson, criticizing him for having said that, you know, um, that she wasn't beautiful. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. So that's what he said, and everybody got mad at him. Um, While his account is still active, the 59-year-old wrote that he will be departing the Twitterverse following the backlash he got for hating on News, her name is New, magazine photo shoot. The endless flood of vicious insults is really... Oh, this is what he's saying. The, The endless flood of vicious insults is really not something that can be experienced anywhere else. The 12 Rules for Life author wrote Monday night, I like to follow the people I know, but I think the incentive structure is like bloody hell of the platform makes it intrinsically and, and dangerously insane, man. You know, it's like, it's like, what the hell, man? You think he was crying when he wrote that? Yeah, probably crying when he wrote that. All right, you know what? Like, okay. Uh, Mr. Thick Skin, where are you going? You know, this I don't understand. I don't know why he's leaving because of this. What did he think was going to happen when he wrote this? That everybody was going to be like, yeah, we agree, Jordan. She's ugly. You go, Jordan. Like, what? I don't understand what this is. But then again, maybe this is all to sell more tickets, and maybe I'm playing into it by reporting on it. Is that possible? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, there we go. So maybe this is all to drum up some uh, attention on Twitter. He's leaving Twitter yeah, Liam's guess is that he'll be back in a couple months. Okay, so let's not worry too much about this. Um, but as for this woman who is on the cover, Yumi New, congratulations, Yumi. I think it's great. Um, and um, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. I think it's fine. The other thing I got to say about it is I would like to see a man with a plus-size body with no shirt on the cover of a magazine. Uh, and a serious thing, right? This, is seri- this isn't a joke. They're not making fun of this woman, right? This is a serious thing. She's on the cover in a bikini, um, and, and you can see her, 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 you know, her body. And 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 I want to see a man on the cover of a magazine with a big gut, just like her. Uh, and I want and I want that to be a serious thing. When do you think this is going to happen, Mark? I want to see uh, some famous celebrities, you know, a little chunky on cigar aficionado, you know. Yeah, in a in a in a in a perfume commercial. Yeah, it's like nice and chunky. Just being him. Are we going to do out? that? But see, we're not going to do that. Probably not. Probably not. And, and herein lies my point, ladies and gentlemen. Herein lies the point. Is this really a body positivity movement? Hmm? Hmm? Also, the top of the magazine says, be the change you want to see. I don't know that that necessarily... What does that mean? Be the change you want to see. Oh, because she's... Yeah, I think the idea is like pushing the, the message of body positivity. Okay, like, well... You know, you know, if you show more body positive models, you know, it might be a little more accepted. You want Jordan Peterson being like, this is outrageous. Right, 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 right. But again, body positivity for women. Okay, now we're talking about Twitter since uh, Elon Musk is leaving Twitter. Now, um, I listened to uh, a man named uh, Bill Maher. Okay, people, 
Bill Maher. He's a left-wing commentator on television. He's got a show on HBO called Real Time with Bill Maher. Um, and he's been talking a lot about Twitter recently since Elon Musk is buying it. He's not buying it. He's backing in. He's backing out. Um, and he was saying that Twitter is is controlled by the left and that the right is censored on Twitter. This is something that Bill Maher is saying. And he received some backlash on his show because he often has people who are on the left on his show. And they were saying, no, Twitter's not on the on the right because Donald Trump was on Twitter, but Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. So I don't know. But anyway, uh, we have this video. Mark, do you have it for us? Okay, so we're going to play this video. This is uh, a video created by or filmed by Project Veritas. And um, it is of a, the person you're going to hear talk, and the audio is really bad, so I'll read it for you afterwards. But what you're going to hear is a man named Siru Muruginsan, and he is a, uh, an engineer at Twitter. And basically, he's saying that they're controlled by the left, that everybody who works there is left. Now, those are two different things, so we'll make that distinction after. But let's play the clip. We are going There's to a difference between Twitter's definition of free speech and Elon's definition of free speech? Twitter does not believe in free speech. Elon believes in free speech. What do your colleagues say about it? They hate it. Some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. You know, jobless, like he's a capitalist. So we weren't really operating like capitalist mode, you know, very socialist stuff. We're all like communist. I basically went to work like four hours a week last quarter. That's how it works for a company. But Twitter is like mental health. Everything, like if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off. You can take a month off. I don't know the proof. All right, Mike, that's enough. All right, um, okay, so first of all, let's let's break this down a little bit. So what he's saying is that all of his, uh, the people that work at Twitter are left-left. Now, th now, that I don't think is necessarily breaking news, right? Twitter's headquarters are in Silicon Valley, California, uh, right? Do we expect that, like, you know, half of the staff there are pro-life, far-right conservatives? You know what I mean? Like, obviously not. So it's fine that most of the people who work there are left. Most people in California are on the left. So that we sort of understand. Now, whether the company itself is censoring people on the right, that's a different story. But he does say that. He does say that um, the social media giant is, quote, censoring the right. Uh, and that his coworkers are commie as F. Well, that we, I mean, that he said. So Twitter does not believe in free speech. That's what he says. Elon Musk believes in free speech. Um, and that his colleagues hate the fact that Tesla is going to take over. So, again, I don't know that this is that surprising, right? I mean, if you went to, let's say, I don't know, a company that was based in Texas, you'd probably find that most of the employees were conservative, were on the right, right? So that's, that's sort of... Now, what I think is more interesting here is that he says... Um, is that he says that the work environment there. So he says, quote, it's like the work environment there. You're there and you become a commie. They call it commiefornia, he said. Um, Mergan Nissan also filmed admitting the company's left-wing slant affects the content on the site. I don't know the two other parties are going to coexist on the platform. What does he say this? Um, it's their bites. What is today? Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um that they're worried for their jobs that Elon Musk would take over because apparently he says, quote, essentially everyone gets to do whatever they want. Quote, if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off, he was recorded saying. He also said, quote, people have taken months off. 
He said, quote, I basically worked like a four-hour work week last quarter. That's not even one hour a day. And he said, quote, it's just how it works in our company. So it seems like people are kind of doing what they want over at Twitter. That seems like a pretty cool job setup. Mark, what do you think of that? Four hours a week work? Mark likes that. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty nice. It seems like they, you know, they're, they're kind of doing what they want over at Twitter. Not necessarily surprised to hear this, though. Um, I mean, Twitter hasn't turned a profit. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? He might be in a department that is just known for doing that stuff, like maybe HR. I don't know, maybe HR. Maybe they work in HR. I don't know. I don't know what department they work in. But uh, good for them that they're only working four hours a week. Um, and it seems like he's saying that the company has a left-leaning slant. But again, this is one person. So, yeah. So that's one person. So take it or leave it. Do you think he's scared because... Uh, you know, most companies in like those tech fields offer unlimited PTO. But right. We all know it's like with this weird test that if you do it, they'll just get rid of you. And and this one company seems to not do that. And then Elon, he's for sure gonna get rid of it because if you see how he runs his uh, his Tesla factory, he's like he's pretty like strict on how things function. Yeah. So you think they're just scared, just gonna lose this like golden goose they have? Maybe you think he's trying to get out ahead of it. So he because he did. You think he's trying to impress Elon Musk so that he gets kept on? Uh, I don't know. If he doesn't seem impressive by Elon standards, from what I understand, if he right. takes a four-hour work week, right? He admitted to take the four. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He admitted. I, that I he... just think that uh, you know people are scared in the company. I don't think it's you know obviously it could be politics, could a lot of things, but also if I was coming in a company had it really easy and then I had a corporate buyout and the company culture will change because of it, I'd be scared too. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and, you know, um, when it's a private company, I guess there's more, maybe more over, oversight if Elon Musk is going to get his hands on it. You know, these guys, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they run their companies like tight ships. You know, at Amazon, you pick your nose and you get docked a dollar, you know. So they're, like, watching you the whole time. And speaking of that, of, of, of uh, Amazon, of Jeff Bezos, of Twitter, uh, last week, you know, we weren't there last week because I was sick, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we weren't there. I was sick, so I couldn't do the show. Um, you know, Mark was sick the week earlier and then I got sick. So, you know, not saying anything, but you know, what are you saying? I mean, I'm telling me to do the math. I'm just saying you were sick and then I was sick. You know, it's a total coincidence, total coincidence. Um, you know, I was around nobody. I live alone. So I probably caught it from the air. Um, I was probably on my balcony and just a whiff of cold flew through the air and I uh, inhaled it. So that's probably what happened. But anyway, uh, we weren't there last week. But this is what happened on uh, on Twitter the, a couple weeks ago. A spat between, not a couple weeks ago, last week between Jeff Bezos and Joe Biden. This is CNBC reporting. The White House on Monday hit back at Amazon founder Jeff Bezos after he took a swipe at President Joe Biden in a series of tweets over the weekend for his comments on inflation. The exchange began Friday when Biden tweeted, without directly referring to Amazon, quote, you want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure that the wealthiest corporations pay a fair share. Fair share. Bezos responded to Biden's tweet by accusing him of, quote, misdirection, arguing that there's no link between inflation and corporate taxes. Bezos wrote, raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Taming inflation is critical to discuss. Mushing them together is just misdirection. So I kind of agree with Bezos on this, right? Inflation is out of hand right now. You know, we're seeing gas prices, food prices, airline tickets. Everything is totally, totally inflated. And that is a result of too many dollars chasing too many goods. It's not necessarily a result of wealthy individuals not paying their taxes. Now, that is a problem, and that can be a problem, and we can have a conversation about it, but that doesn't lead to inflation. 
Mark, back me up here. Yeah, I don't think it's one of the contributing factors right now. But see, Biden is trying to kind of get his, you know, squeal his way out of this. And this I, th- is- I think it's all tied into the, the unionization efforts of Amazon. And I know that Biden, he says on paper anyway, I doubt it in actuality, that he's pro-union. And Jeff Bezos is very angry of the, of the workers' union uh, in New York right now. So uh, it's, all, it's all tied in that, I think. I think Jeff is sending Biden a message like, uh, I'm not going to let you uh, bush me around, you know? Right. And that is what the White House responded. There was, the White House responded, quote, it doesn't require a huge leap to figure out why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth opposes an economic agenda for the middle class that cuts some of the biggest costs families face, fights inflation for the long haul, and adds to the historic deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers and corporations to pay their fair share. Okay, first of all, the president is not achieving anything with inflation right now. Okay, let me just say that. Uh, Come on, man. Give yeah. me a break. Okay, so let's let's just put that out there. Um, but, you know, is this because Jeff Bezos is upset that Joe Biden is talking about unions? I don't know. Maybe. What did Jeff Bezos respond to that? He said, quote, look, a squirrel. This is the White House's statement about my recent tweets. They understandably want to muddy the, muddy the topic. They know inflation hurts the neediest the most. But unions aren't causing the inflation. Neither are wealthy people. Remember, the administration tried, dot, dot, dot. So what he's saying is that, you know, Unions don't cause inflation. The wealthiest not paying their fair share doesn't cause inflation. But um, too many dollars chasing too few goods, i.e. the United States government pumping the economy full of cash to try to keep it afloat during the um, COVID-19 lockdown. That is sort of what caused inflation. And you know what? You You can't really have it all, folks. See, what happened is that the United States government shut down the economy during COVID-19 because they didn't want people going out and infecting each other. They shut down the economy. And then they said, hey, if we shut down all these businesses and stop people from going to work, the economy is going to go into a recession. People aren't going to be able to put food on the table. So they said, "Okay, let's take this leaf blower and fill it with cash and blow it into the economy to keep the economy afloat. Now, that's fine. That's fine, right? We didn't want people to starve. But... As a result of this, we're now seeing inflation. That this is just the way economics works. You can't, you can't sort of play with the numbers and have everything sort of work out. This is sort of what's happening as a result of that. Now, anyway, this this go back and forth between uh, Joe Biden and Jeff Bezos. I think it's sort of interesting. This is a point a friend of mine, Charles Oros, made. It's not Joe Biden tweeting this, right? This is not Joe Biden on his phone tweeting, <laughs> making these tweets, right? I mean. There'd be, there'd be a lot of jacks. Yeah. There'd be a lot of pals, a lot of mans. Yeah, he'd fall asleep halfway through his I mean, Let's be real here. This is a, a staffer who's doing this. Um, and that's sort of the, the second part of the story. Elon Musk slams Biden. Um, he also got into it with Biden, right? And this is what Elon Musk is saying. He said, quote, the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. And this is coming from Elon Musk. So reading from Fox Business here, Tesla's CEO Elon Musk, whose purchase of Twitter remains ongoing, slammed President Biden in a podcast interview Monday and warned that if the government continues printing money, inflation will get worse and the United States might follow the path of Venezuela. As we know, Venezuela did sort of something. Mark is rolling his eyes. Mark, this is true. When you print money and print money, at some point, the money's not worth anything anymore, correct? Yeah, but these are va- two vastly different uh, okay. scenarios. So he's, be- so he's, he's being, being very hyperbolic he's here. That's why I rolled hyper- my eyes. Okay, I understand what you're saying. But uh, Musk, who said that he had voted overwhelmingly for Democrats, slammed the Democratic Party and Biden in particular. He suggested that Biden is something of an empty suit. He said, quote, the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter, the Tesla CEO said. The path to power is the path to the teleprompter. 
He later said, quote, I do feel like if somebody were to accidentally lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. Uh, we all remember in Anchorman where they put something in the teleprompter and he reads it, right? What does he read? San Diego, go F yourself or something? Um, he later said, quote, the administration doesn't seem to get a lot done, Mar Musk said. Quote, the Trump administration, leaving Trump aside, there was a lot of people in the administration who were effective at getting things done. Okay, so he's sort of um, giving Biden, or sorry, Trump some credit there. Uh, he later, let's just keep reading. He also claimed that the Democratic Party is, quote, overly controlled by unions and trial lawyers, particularly the class action lawyers. He argued that when Democrats go against the interests of the people, it tends to come from the unions and the trial lawyers. When Republicans do that, it's because of corporate evil and religious zealotry. In the case of Biden, he is simply too much captured by the unions when it was not the case with Obama. Musk said the Tesla CEO defended Obama as quite reasonable, but insisted that Biden prioritizes the unions ahead of the public. Uh, and this sort of ties back into the fact that um, Joe Biden is trying to bring the unions into Amazon, right? Okay, so that's that story. They're both kind of spatting with Joe Biden, and we're sort of seeing the tables starting to turn against Joe Biden as the midterms approach us, ladies and gentlemen. People are upset about inflation. They're upset about gas prices. Mark, the lovely Mark, the producer, came into the uh, office the other day. He showed me his gas bill. And he said, what the hell is going to Joe Biden gas? No, he didn't say that. But he, he was upset that gas was expensive. People are upset. Yeah, it's, it's those damn gas companies, man. They took a hit during COVID 2020. And instead of uh, recently putting prices out now, they're like, we're going to make our money back now. So here are the two. Here are their both sides. This is perfect right now. So one side of the aisle is saying that it's Joe Biden's fault because of inflation. And the other side is saying it's corporate greed on the uh, part of the oil companies. Well, I mean, it's, well, the gas price specifically is because of that. Well, I'm just telling you these are the both sides, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the both but, sides of the discussion. I mean, he's been pretty ineffectual at curbing it. Everyone can see that. Well, uh, regardless, this is, this is both sides of the issue. But, but the, the remaining factor in both of these arguments is that people are upset. And that's bad news bears when it comes to elections. Now, does that mean they're going to turn around and go vote for Ron DeSantis instead of Joe Biden? Ah, I don't know about that. Or Donald Trump in 2024? Ah, I don't know about that. But they might vote for... Uh, a conservative senator or a conservative congressperson, you know, maybe somebody like Dr. Oz running in Pennsylvania who's running as a Republican. What a fucking clown. Well, people <laughs> might say, people might say, well, you know what? He is promising that he's going to bring down the cost of milk and promising to bring down the cost of gas. And, you know, I know he is a Republican and I've never voted Republican, but things are really bad right now. Things are really bad. And people follow trends. People love to do this. People love to follow what the crowds are saying. People are really upset right now. I should be upset too. I am upset right now. What am I going to do about it? And they're going to hear Dr. Oz say, are you going to keep voting for the same thing? Look at where it's got you, ladies and gentlemen. And people are going to say, hey, that's right. Hey, that makes sense. I'm going to vote for him. So this is something that could happen. And if you do see the Senate and the House shift to the Republicans, uh, well, then you're going to see Joe Biden do nothing, absolutely nothing for the next two years because he's going to have zero power, which is going to make things even worse for him. And you're going to sort of have Biden, who's going to be strapped into this car, which is the United States economy, rolling down a hill. And he's going to have he's going to his hands are going to be tied. He's, he, there's nothing he can do because he's got zero power to really do anything about it. So what's he going to do? Release money from the strategic oil reserve or re, excuse me, release oil from the strategic oil reserve? Yeah. 
yeah, five gallons, <laughs> five gallons a day for the United States that consumes like 40 million. So, you know what I mean? So he's, it's just going to get worse for him. Mark, how long have we been going? Huh? Do you have a time on this? Yeah, we've been going for like uh, 35 minutes. 35? Okay, well, let's wrap it up then. People have been gracious enough to listen this far. Um, on the next show, ooh, let's do this. On the next show, we'll talk about uh, a story that happened also over the weekend. In my, Somebody popping balloons into the ocean. This is just a terrible story. This is just a terrible person. I mean, you want to talk about terrible people? This guy is popping balloons into the ocean and just letting them go. I mean, I'm not going to say more. We'll play the video next episode. But it's just a terrible story. I was going to play that for you today. Also, and maybe this is better that we talk about it next week, uh, reading from Fox News, UFO hearing, Pentagon shows declassified photos and video, clip of unexplainable floating object. Congress is holding its first congressional hearing on UFOs in 50 years. So this is happening right now as we speak. They are literally live I was going to play a little bit of the live feed for you, but let's do it on Thursday. Uh, and that way we'll actually be able to tell you what came from it. Maybe this is a big nothing burger. Maybe they find out that there's aliens and they release that to the public. So we will be back on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back on Thursday, May 19th. Thursday, May 19th, we'll be back for another episode of Watch This. I was sick. But no more sick. Mark was sick. I was sick. So nobody's going to get sick anymore. And we're going to be back for you on Thursday. We're going to tell you about those two stories as well as any news that pops up uh, until then. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. Keep working hard. Keep putting in that work. And maybe you will work hard enough to save up to come to Miami for one week. That's that's the best I can give you. Um, let's, let's finish off with these people swimming in the ocean. Let's be happy for them, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be happy for them and not jealous. Jealousy is the root of all evil, and it's a terrible poison. I love you all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you Thursday.